Okay, we're gonna pick up at the top of the Yud Amun Aleph. That will be the end of uh, Agadatar for a little bit. At least we'll be back into the basic issue of uh, the actual halachic elements of the Masecha. So we'll jump back in there. Okay, we're at the very top of the page. The quite a bright. The Tana Rabbanan. So Eretz Yisrael was created first, and the whole world was created uh, after that. Um, okay. Shinamar. It says until he uh, had made the land or the outer areas. You see the Aretz, which is presumably like the land, right? Eretz Yisrael, and the Chutzot outer areas. Eretz Yisrael, when it comes to Eretz Yisrael, Hashem, hey. Um, um, waters that land himself directly. Um, okay, and the whole world is through a shaliach. So again, you see like the centrality of Eretz Israel here. Shenemar says, and obtain matar alpne aretz that he puts uh, rain on the face of the earth. and he sends the water to the face of the outer area. So you see again the idea of shaliach. So he's sending those things out. Eretz Yisrael shotam make shamim. Eretz Yisrael drinks, let's call it direct rainwater. The rest of the world is from tamtzit. Um, when it says Eretz Yisrael, is it what we think or the old Eretz Yisrael? Uh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Uh, let me just finish the, the line here once again. Um, it means like afterwards, when they overflow, right? So yeah, so the idea, um, it's hard to know. Does it mean like all the way to the Euphrates? You mean as opposed to like, uh, you know? But I, I, my my guess is, <clears throat> my guess is it means um, the borders of Eretz Israel that were conquered by by Bnei Israel. But it is an interesting question. Like you know, we never. Okay. So Eretz Israel drinks first, and the rest of the world uh, afterwards. Okay, and yeah, so there's a lot of you know elements here about the centrality of Eretz Israel and the special relationship with Hashem. It's a much of a person who is Megabel, <coughs> who is uh, like uh, what's the right word like to, to mix the cheese, like to make a cheese. He takes the food and he leaves behind the extra stuff. Okay. Um, so I guess that's the idea. One second. Um, yeah. Okay. Now. Amar Mar. Mimatkin hen be'avin. So we had this idea before, like we said, well, you know, uh, if the whole world is uh, satisfied from the uh, the Okeanos, so we say, yeah, but the Okeanos is uh, salt water. So we got to do with that. So we said, no, no, it gets sweetened up in the heavens. Where is it? Where do you know this from? Yosef, So this is a buzzer from Tehillim, right, which says, the darkness of the water, the thick clouds, Right, the uh, the gathering of the waters, the thick clouds. So it's of a very similar pasuk, slightly different uh, wording. Shakul kaf veshadi aresh. So take the kaf of chashchat ma'im, throw it at the beginning of the uh, next word. Bekaribe cha chisharat, cha chisharat. Okay, so that word, you have the word kasher in there. It means like prepare. So the idea is that like in the heavens, 
the waters get prepared, like uh, ready for drinking. So that's the, the idea. Okay, obviously a huge play on words there, but that's uh, the point. Okay, Rabbi Yeshua, and the Rabbi Yeshua, the Gemara said, one second. Um, the Hadi cried my darsh, but what does he do with these two kings? Savrlaki ha, he holds like the the following. The chiyata Rav Dimi Amar, when Rav Dimi came from Eretz Yisrael, he said, Amri b'ma'arabah, they say in Eretz Yisrael, Nehor anane ze'irin, moi chashoch anane sagyan mohi. What does that mean? He says as follows. The upper waters are not, which uh, the Nehor anane ze'irin moi, they are suspended by the. Wait, did I get it right? One second. I think I take it back. Oh no, I take it back. Clouds are bright. Nahor, uh, Nahor, and the word Nahor is light. Okay. Zeirin Moi, they have little water. Chashoch Anane, if the clouds are dark, Sagyan Moi, they have they're full of water. Okay. So that's so that's true, right? Like that's what it is. Like you know, it's observational. That's it. Okay. I mean, so it's as simple as that. Okay, so he said the darkness of the water and the gathering of the water, like, he doesn't make, like, these, like, weird things about, like, Eretz Yisrael or whatever. He's like, no, it's just, like, the water comes down. Okay. Now, Keman Azahad Detanya, according to this opinion, there's the following part to teach us. Mayim ha'elyonim ma'amar heim tuluyim. The upper waters are dependent on the word of God, the speech of God. Upeirutehem make shamim. And their fruits, as it were, is ra- are rainwater. Shnei says, "Me pri ba'asecha tisbaha aris." That the land is satiated from the fruits of your handiwork. Okay, so that's from Hashem. So come on, in accordance with who is this? Kerab Yeshua. Um, that's like Rabbi Yeshua's opinion. Okay. For Rabbi Lazar, what would he say about that? That's not talking about rain. It's talking about Hashem's general handiwork. Okay. The whole world sort of like uh, uh, um, drinks from the like the overflow from Gan Eden. Shneimar just says, "Vinahar yohitzei me Eden." They said a river flowed out of Eden. Tana b'tamsit beitkur shota tarkav. It's teaching us that from the uh, extra of the beitkur, you drink a tarkav. A tarkav is like a, uh, a certain percentage of the beit. The beitkur is, is a measurement of uh, of uh, volume of grain. Okay, so a, uh, a tarkav I think is a 60th. Yeah, let me check here. Yeah, a tarkav is a 60th. That means the run up. That's what you're getting. Okay, but again, you have this idea of centrality of uh, Eretz Yisrael. Okay, turn around on Eretz Yisrael. Have your arba meal parcel, arba meal parcel. Okay, so the Gemara does this sometimes, where it talks about like the size of different lands. It's hard to look, put it into real, you know, real geographical terms. But here we go. Okay, it says Eretz Yisrael is 400 parcel by 400 parcel. Think about the parcel. A parcel is four mil. A mil is about a kilometer. Okay, so is that uh, do the math? Okay, but who echad? So that maybe what makes sense. It doesn't. But who echad mishishim bikush? That's one sixtieth of kush. We usually translate kush as Ethiopia. We don't mean the political country of Ethiopia, but the area of Ethiopia. Bakush echamishishim ba'olam. Kush is a sixtieth of the whole world. Ba'olam echamishishim began. The world is a sixtieth of the gan. The gan echamishishim la'eden. And the gan is a sixtieth of Eden. Now we usually say as gan Eden, but here the Gemara is making a distinction. There's the gan and there's Eden. Okay. Um, I guess because you have the puzzle which says nahar yotei me'eden. Okay. So the entire world is smaller than Gan Eden. What's that? So the entire world is smaller than Gan Eden. That's the, the idea. Yeah. The Eden echamishishim la'gehenom, and Eden is one sixtieth of Gehenom. Okay. So the whole world, this is like, that's the idea is that the whole world is like a pot cover of Gehenna. Imagine Gehenna as a big pot, 
So then the, the whole world is basically like a pot, a pot cover. Now, I mean, if you guys ever seen like these pictures of like the ancient, uh, the ancient pictures of how the world worked, so you have like this flat thing with like, I don't know, like this dome or something like that, like so there's stuff going up over here, and then they have this big abyss. You ever see these pictures? Like there's a big abyss. So it, it, that is how they pictured it, right? The Gehenna is like this deep pot, and the rest of the world is like, yeah, it's like a pot cover, whatever. What exactly means that 60th of Ghana, 60th of Eden, I don't know to do with that, but that's what they, the way they uh, think about it. Okay. But Yishamrim, Gehenim in Lashiur. Some say Gehenim has no actual measurement. Just goes down. But Yishamrim, Eden in Lashiur. Some say Eden has no shear. Okay. I don't know to do with that. Amra Bushaya, Maidirtiv, Shochenot, Amayim, Rabim, Rabat Otsarot. says in your Miao, it dwells on lots of water. It has lots of storehouses. Miga Ramle Babel, Shayu Otsartea, Mele Opar. Who caused Babel to have its storehouses full of bar? Bar is grain. Have you mir? Mipmeisha shochenet al mahim rabim. I would say it's because it ha- it's, it li- it's like dwells on lots of water. It's like a swampy or uh, moister land, and therefore you get lots of uh, lots of good agriculture from that. Amarav Rav says atira babel. Uh, atira is like ashira, tough and shin, often switched. The tough in Aramaic is often a shin in Hebrew. So the above is rich. The uh, chatzta below mitra, because you have grain without rain. Okay, you don't need. You don't need that. Uh, uh, I just realized that rhymes, but I don't know if that's on purpose. Okay. Amar Abaye Nekitinan Tovani Velo Yovshani. We have this idea. He grasped this idea. Tovani, it's more like swampy and not dry. Like uh, moist is going to be much better than dry land. And that's what we've got. Okay, that's the end of this uh, long period of Agadotah for now. We'll get to more Agadotah soon, don't worry. But uh, for now, we're going to jump back into the next Mishnah and the next Halacha, which actually is very relevant to this week. The Mishnah says, uh, the, 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 the Tanakhama tells us on the third day of Marcheshvan, we start asking for rain. Meaning we say, Ram Gamil Omer Bishiv Abo. Ram Gamil says, it's on the seventh, which was what this past which was yesterday, right? Tuesday night, right? It was yesterday. Uh, and that's the halacha. You can see the little uh, in Mishpat note here also. The idea is why the seventh of Marcheshvan? It's 15 days after the end of Sukkot, so it's enough time for the last person to get all the way back to the Euphrates. That's I guess as far as we're worried about in terms of being, being older, people being older regal. So we give them out of time, so we don't want people to get rained on, uh, which also is a great, I think, a wonderful uh, expression of the confidence we have in the uh, the uh, efficacy of our prayers. Right? That we're going to say, we take the Lamed on Marcheshvan. He's like, oh no, no, don't say that. People will get rained on. You know, it's like it's a very nice idea. Um, you know, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, uh, okay. The Gemara says as follows: Amar Abelazar halacha gram gamil. Halacha is a gram gamil, which it said seven days marchashman. Tanya, we learn the Brayta Chananya Omer Ubagola and Shishim b'Tkufa. In the exile, in the diaspora, it's sixty days after the Tkufa. The Tkufa means the equinox, the, the fall equinox. Okay, so that's why we have this uh, halacha. Uh, I'm sorry, well, well, I'm wrong. That's like me passing like So that's the idea. Then the Chutz Aretz, we say, uh, not on Zion Marcheshvan, but rather on December 4th or 5th, depending on the calendar. You say, oh, but that's not 60 days after the equinox. That's like, I don't know, uh, 75 days after the equinox, something like that. So I think that's because of uh, the issue with the Gregorian calendar. Julian calendar. Yeah, Julian and something like that, right? I think it has a mess up. There's like a, there's a discrepancy. But based on that, that's the idea. That, that's what, that, that's, it is still the truth. It's just the date has changed over time. And that date changes. Over the course of time, that date changes. Okay. Um, 
you know about that stuff? Yeah. yeah. Okay, maybe we'll talk about that after. I, once, one, one, one time I, I looked into that more detail. I was like, for a moment I, in, in, time in my life, I understood that, and then I forgot it. Okay. So, uh, okay. Gemara says, Amy, that's true. But they asked Shmuel, from when do we madkarinam? Is mazkarinam? Like Dalad and Zion also switch. Okay, from today's the day of the switching mothers. So, we, from when do we mention the Tantal Matar? Amalhum, we keep ma'ayle tzibi lebeitavut. He says, from you bring in the firewood into the, like the shed. I think is what he's saying. What's uh, that, right? Oh, sorry, the house of Tavut. Tavut is, uh, oh, Tavut Rishba, I apologize. Tavut Rishba. Tavut is the uh, the name, his name, and Rishba is a bird hunter. So you bring the wood into his house. I mean, they have to bring the fire with him because you don't want him to get rained on. So that's when you know the same Batantal Matar. So Gemara says, Maybe that's one, it's the same time, it's just different ways of marking. One's a calendrical way and one's a practical way. Ibailu, they asked the following question. Yom Shishim, Kirifnev Shishim, Okalaka Shishim. How about the 60th day itself? Is that like the day before, the day after? Meaning, do you save the Tantal Matar on the 60th day, or do you only save the Tantal Matar after the 60th day? Tashma, Rav Amar Yom Shishim, Kalaka Shishim, Ushmol Amar Yom Shishim, Kirifnev Shishim. As you would expect, there's Machloka. So Rav says it's like, like afterwards, when you say it, or you say Tantal Matar on the 60th, Shmuel says no. Uh, the siman for this would be the time this would be iloi ba'u maya tatai lo ba'u maya. He says the idea is that those above uh, need water; those below don't need water. What are you saying? That Shmuel, who lives in a lower area, so uh, so he says push it off a day. So he says the sixty days. You don't say it. Rav, I guess he lives in a different area. He lived in Eretz Yisrael, I guess, at the time. So he says we need the water. Anyhow, it's a little bit weird that Rav being in Eretz Yisrael would be weighing in on the issue of the Tzkufa because that's not what you do in Eretz Yisrael. Something crazy to me. I don't know. Anyhow, okay. The halacha is like uh, like Rav that the 60th day is like after. Okay, yafta. New Mishnah. Okay, now the Mishnah is really this is really what the the, the meat and potatoes of Masachatani is really about. Even though it took us you know almost 10 blocks to get here, the Mishnah says he the lawyer So what happens when the 17th of Marcheshvan comes? Okay, so we're talking 10 days after we started asking for rain and there's no rain. So what are you gonna do? So the individuals, and we'll, tra- we'll, we'll define what that means, they start to fast three fasts, okay? Um, the Gemara will get into this, but we'll say the three fasts is what we call uh, Bahab, okay? Bet, hey, Bet, meaning Monday, Thursday, Monday. That's how the, the fast sequencing goes, okay? That's what they start to do. Taniyot Ochla, I'm sorry, Gimel, sorry, yeah. Ochlin Veshotin Misha and those fast days, they can still eat and drink at dark. Okay, so it's not these huge fast days where you fast from the evening before. And you're allowed to do malacha. And you can wash, and you can anoint yourself, and you can wear shoes, and you can have uh, engaged in sexual relations. Okay, you see here already, like all the things you can't do, like on Yom Kippur or things like that, those, at least the Havamina would be, that you would have to observe all those same restrictions on the fast day. And only because we're told that you don't have to do that, you don't have to. You understand? It's like an interesting thing that you would think that way. Because um, in our experience, like you wouldn't even occur to you, because we only think about Tisha B'Av and Yom Kippur, but that's what the fundamental fast day is with all those things. Higir Rosh Chodesh Kislev Yeduk Shamim. Okay, whoa, now if you get to Rosh Chodesh of Kislev, there's no rain. So Beitin goes in Shalosh Taniot Alatibor. So now Beitin steps in and, and decrees three fast days for the community as a whole. And again, there also, So there also, you can do all the different things um, in those initial three fast days. 
Okay, the Gemara says, Mam Yechidim, who are these individuals who do the initial fast if the rain doesn't come in the first uh, couple weeks? Uh, first 10 days, excuse me. Amar Huna Rabbanam, it's the rabbis. Who's that? I guess people would know. Be Amar Huna Yechidim Mitanim Shalosh Taniyot Sheni Vachamishi Vesheni. Amar Huna said that these Yechidim fast three fast, Monday, Thursday, Monday. My Kamash Molan, why is he trying to teach us? Tanina. So, uh, so we already know this, the Gemara is saying, because it says uh, in the Brayta that we don't, uh, or maybe it's a Mishnah, that we don't uh, decree a, a Tanit on the Tibur initially on a Thursday, so as not to like mess up the Sha'arim. The Sha'arim means the market prices. Now, what's interesting here to, to note, it seems clear that the only options for fast days would be Monday, Thursday, fa- Monday, or Thursday, Monday, Thursday. Like, it doesn't seem to be so like, acknowledging another possibility. So the question is, Rafuna says, we fast Monday, Thursday, Monday. Mark says, yeah, of course, because we know we're not going to start on Thursday. Now, the idea is interesting also that when you would uh, declare a fast day, so that will mess up market prices, right? Why, why would it mess up market prices? Yeah, if, no one, if they know no one's coming, so that throws things off. Presumably, um, Thursday, you would say, like, why Thursday, not Monday? Like, why Monday also is a market day? So why not? What? I think that's probably the answer. It's probably close to seven. Sharim, yeah, the shower is the market price. Yeah, yeah, literally means a gate, but that's what it means. Um, like you have that term in modern Hebrew too. The shower is like a. No, but it means like it means a price. What? No, no, no. I'm saying in, in, in financial terms, the shower can be like the the value of uh, let's say the shekel, uh, something like that. It could be the shower. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Presumably, also, I just, just just to clarify, right? It's not just that people aren't eating. It's that if you're declaring a fast day for the lack of rain, that means that you're creating a little bit of a panic about the lack of food. So that probably is what it means that the prices all of a sudden jump up in terms of the uh, in terms of the, the cost of food. I imagine that's what's probably what's happening there. Okay. Now, shalosh shalosh so the question is, okay, so what would I would have thought? These are the first three uh, fasts. I would have thought that's only for the Tibur that the first three, that, you, know, that the, you have to be careful about not doing it on Thursday. But when it comes to the individual people, just the Rabbanan, maybe that's not such a big deal. No, Rufin is telling us, it's coming to teach us, even when it comes to the Yechidim, you still have the same restriction, because again, we probably have the same the same issue, meaning, again, I think it's the same point, right? That's that's what's teaching us, is that even if the, only the Yechidim are doing it, so you're right, it doesn't have a huge effect on the actual market, that probably does create an effect in terms of the mentality of the people. I think imagine that's what I said. Tanya, the that tells the same thing. They start, they do Monday, Thursday, Monday. And they also stop fasting, meaning they will not fast, on Rosh Chodesh, or on all these days that are written in Migilat Tanit. Migilat Tanit is a day, excuse me, is a book that we used to have that uh, lists all these special days on the calendar. Uh, very few of those holidays are still observed. The only Hanukkah and Purim are still observed. Do we have this book? What? We have, we, have, we have access to like, my, yeah, to, like to old uh, manuscripts and stuff. It's not, it's not enforced anymore. It's a batel. But nonetheless, the idea of Migilat Tanit is days where you're not allowed to fast. It's a special day, so we're not allowed to fast. And some days are also not allowed, you're not allowed to do eulogies. So the idea is that this minor fast of the Yechidim doesn't override Migilat Tanit. So if it, if it coincided with those days, you wouldn't fast. Okay, we'll stop here. Uh, as long as you start the fast on a Monday, right? If they declare Monday, Thursday, Monday, you fast.